You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello, and welcome to episode 147 of the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So my friends, Mother's Day in the United States, at least, is just around the corner. And I am so passionate about not only being a mom, but also the motherhood journey. And if you yourself do not consider yourself a mom, I do ask that you stay with the episode because we're going to speak to so many different topics that it may still resonate with you. My passion on motherhood was what drove me to create my platform of Amiga Moms because of the many topics that I'll be sharing with you today. And our vision at Amiga Moms is to create a world where moms prioritize their mental health and well-being, finding support and community through our events and our resources. We aim to be a leading provider of self-care and mindfulness education for moms, helping moms connect, learn, and grow while building meaningful relationships with like-minded women. And we really envision a future where moms feel empowered to live out their best lives and inspire others to do the same. And we host monthly virtual meetups called Real Mom Talks, where we have a topic that we have conversation around, we have space again to connect, and we end with a guided meditation. And then we have in-person events, which really are wonderful to experience because they provide moms the time to be women and not just moms. And then conferences and something that I'm super excited for is a retreat that's coming up in the year 2023. So if you'd like more information specifically on Amiga Moms to stay in the know of the events and to receive advanced notice of events and in many times a discount to the events, please be sure to visit my site, freetobemindful.com backslash Amiga Moms and sign up for the newsletter. I'll put that in the show notes as well. So talking about moms and Mother's Day, with Mother's Day right around the corner, we get excited, most of us get excited to spend time with our kids and loved ones and really celebrate the motherhood journey. And while the motherhood journey is rewarding and filled with so many lovely milestones, like when your baby takes your first steps, when they actually smile at you because they mean to smile and not just because they farted. (laughs) When you see your child experiencing graduations or communions, those are such exciting events. And then there are the milestones like when your child doesn't want to hold your hand anymore or when they don't want you to kiss them goodbye after dropping them at school. Or, and nobody talks about this enough, when you go from mommy to mom to ma, that's a huge transition there. And I'm going to share something with you that so many people don't like to say out loud but it is popular opinion. It's just never stated. And the opinion is that while motherhood is filled with so much light and growth and beauty, 
At the same time, there is so much pain, literally and figuratively. There's so much intense emotions that can sometimes make it burdensome. And the role that we play as moms is so complex, but that's one of the things that makes the motherhood journey beautiful because it really shows us that there's no such thing as a perfect mom, just strong women that are understanding what it means to be human on this motherhood journey. So I see it all the time from the therapy office to Amiga Mom events to events that I go to. So many times as moms, we hold ourselves to this such high standard that's based on doing something. Because as moms, of course, we're nurturers and we're bosses. We boss these little people around. And we think we almost need to consistently exercise this level of control. That means that we never let anyone, especially our children, that we never let them down. And as a mom, I get it because there's so much that pulls you into a thousand different directions. You may be a working mom. You may have your personal life, your girlfriends, um, organizations, and then you have your kids and then the expectation of family as well. And it's almost as though you're expected to run a seamless household, support your family, spend time with your friends, raise these perfect children, and then you got to look good while doing it all. (laughs) And we have to ask ourselves, is that realistic? And is it even healthy? Because so often we're such highly capable women and we have life experience of managing stress, a lifetime of experience of managing stress. But the parenting gig is different because, yeah, we love our kid. There's no denying that, even through the tough times. And we do our best. But sometimes it seems that no matter what we do, things result in tears and screams and Sometimes it gets ugly and sometimes it's your kid, but if we're being real, sometimes it's you and me too. So that is why I really am passionate about creating a space within the therapy room, within Amiga Moms, that really allows for motherhood to be real and not for this illusion or facade that makes it out to be perfect when it's not because it's not supposed to be. I think it starts with society and celebrities that set such a high bar on what we should look like and what we should do and how motherhood should be. And if you aren't a mother, stay with me here because I'm going to keep it real with you. And for my moms out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about as I mentioned these points. Because the pregnancy process, for example, can be beautiful. It can be a gorgeous time. Or it can also be a high anxiety provoking time of life. There's just so much to keep in mind. And then the birth process may be easy. Or you can experience complications leading to a C-section or even traumatic birth stories, which are scary because I myself have experienced that. Society tells us that a pregnancy is 40 weeks. Some go over. I was 40 weeks in five days. And some just give birth at 20 weeks, which is also, again, scary. And we see all these pictures and videos of walking out with a baby in hand. But for so many of us, we walk out of that hospital with no baby, regardless if you gave birth at 20 weeks or at 40 weeks and five days like myself. And I can't even explain to you that dreadful feeling of walking out of the hospital if your child is in the NICU because of a myriad of reasons. And then even wait after the birth, 
I want to tell you folks that at least eight weeks after giving birth, you may still look four months pregnant. And that's okay because that's the reality. And celebrities have this bounce back factor that all of us don't experience. Unless you have a sleep nanny, which was new to me, a chef, a housekeeper, a personal trainer, personal assistants, and other helpers, it can be really hard to get back to it, meaning to get back to looking the way you looked or to doing the things you did before having a child because it's a life-changing experience for the rest of your life. So it may not ever quite look the same. I call the period after giving birth, those three to six months after the fourth trimester, because it is tough. And it seems like many moms don't talk about it. And in my personal opinion, they either don't talk about it because they're putting up a front trying to give off this perfect look in life, or because it's so traumatic that they actually repress it and are just looking forward instead of looking behind themselves. So the truth is, my friends, that motherhood is raw, and it's important to understand a few things of what this really means, but then how to put yourself first, which sounds selfish, but is so necessary, especially if you are a mom, because as we always hear, we cannot pour from an empty cup. So know that experiencing different things during your motherhood journey is natural, and it's important to destigmatize what comes along the journey. Because whether you're a new mom learning to navigate what it means to be a mom, or whether you're someone that stepped into the role of being a mom as a stepmom, or perhaps just as a caretaker of somebody else's children, or maybe you're a mom who has several kids who isn't new to the process, you know that every day is about learning learning about yourself, learning about your children, learning about the parenting styles, the boundaries, the ups, the downs, all the things. And it's okay to feel the ups and downs because they are ups and downs and good and bad. And it's even more important to talk about it because every day, every child and every experience is completely different. And it's important to talk about these experiences, to listen to others talk about these experiences and to normalize the differences and know that there's help out there, especially if you need it, because with the help, everything can be okay. It's also important to know that love is not conditional. The people in our lives, including our kids, love us because of and despite of who we are. They acknowledge our good qualities and encourage us to work on those qualities that we ourselves may not be so proud of. And as a mom, be flexible with yourself and ugh, be flexible with your point of view because those thoughts that you had in pre-mom days, <laughs> we know can change so much once you actually do become a mother. And view yourself through a positive lens, no matter what the experience because there's too many things outside of our own minds that sometimes bring us down that we ourselves need to work on bringing ourselves up. So love yourself and love the journey that you're on. And by doing and experiencing all this love, hopefully that removes the stigma of what being an ideal mom or a perfect mom should look like because there is no ideal mom. There is just you. 
And as you're being you, know that there are bad days just like there are good days because there have been moments, are moments, and there will be many more moments that we will feel where perhaps we haven't met the expectations placed upon us by society, or perhaps we're not doing a good job, or we're letting our kids down, or we're letting our families or our jobs down. Somebody's being let down because there's just so much to accomplish and to do all at the same time. As women, we know that we're held to a certain standard to be the perfect caretaker, the perfect mom, the perfect worker, the perfect whatever. And the first step toward being kind to yourself as a mom is breaking this mold, is allowing for you to be perfectly imperfect, for you to simply be you. Because you don't have to behave in a certain way. You don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to dress a certain way. You don't have to do anything a certain way or do whatever it is to be a fit in someone else's idea of a perfect mom or what it means to be a good mom. Because all you need to be is who your child needs you to be and who you can be. There are going to be times where we don't meet these expectations placed on ourselves. And sometimes these expectations are placed on ourselves by ourselves. And it's interesting because as humans, we tend to overthink and fixate on our wrongdoings more often than we celebrate the things that do go well. It's easy to be hard on ourselves, whether it comes from anger directed at ourselves or the harsh words that we use to describe ourselves like, oh, I'm not good enough and I'm not doing this well and I failed at this and I couldn't do that or I don't deserve this. We criticize ourselves way too much. And when we do this, we forget the thoughts and the words that we feed ourselves matter and have an impact on us because our brains are always listening. So when we have a bad day, we shouldn't let that one bad day or one bad experience really define us as mothers. Instead, we should remember that life doesn't always go according to plan. Our adaptability, how we choose to react to situations, and the kindness that we give to ourselves is what's going to make that difference, not that one day. Because remember, we are the role models that our children look up to. So the way that we act, the words that we say, the things that we do, those are the things that they're picking up on and will be the foundation for the way that they show up in the world. Also, friends, know that you're allowed to feel the emotions that you feel. And as moms, it can be hard to talk about these emotions, especially when we're already working with our kids on their emotions, whether they're babies and they're crying and we don't know what it is that they're feeling, or whether they're toddlers and they're having tantrums over broken bananas, or whether they're in school and they're telling us all these things that seem very minuscule and petty, but they are so big to them. We are constantly talking and dealing with emotions, but we can't forget our own emotions. And oftentimes we know, we feel that we have to be strong for our kids so we can't share what we're truly feeling. And sometimes we shouldn't share with our children what we're truly feeling because remember, they're our kids. They are not our friends. And that's where we have to find the support systems, whether it be family or friends, a therapist, a group like Amiga Moms or whatever it is that works for you so that we're talking to the people that will provide us with the support that we need with really listening without judgment and without making us feel like we are a burden. Because yes, moms are superheroes, superheroes without capes. 
But that doesn't mean that we don't experience grief, hurt, anger, and other intense emotions. And many times when we feel these emotions, we sometimes feel guilty or shame for feeling them. So for example, when our kid is misbehaving, it's okay to feel frustrated because you can feel mindfully frustrated. What matters is how we check ourselves and how we choose to respond to it as opposed to how we allow ourselves to react. We must take those small mindful moments by taking the time to organize our feelings and our thoughts and communicating them in a healthy form without lashing out. And yes, that can be done in a matter of seconds, but it takes practice, which is why it is so important to keep up with a mindfulness practice especially when you have children in your lives. So again, know that whatever emotions we feel, they're natural. And while feeling guilt and shame are also natural feelings, they don't have to be attached with other intense feelings because that's what makes us human. Also understand that navigating motherhood can have physical and mental impacts. There are a lot of things that change. Our appearance, our lifestyle, we're tired all the time, all the time, (laughs) still tired. And we've made a big shift to our life. It's a huge adjustment. So when we become mothers, it's even more important to implement self-care. And know that there's so many forms of self-care, which we've talked about in many past podcast episodes. You can do physical exercise, read, sing, watch your favorite show, have a spa day, do some yoga, spend quality time with others, still have date night with your partner. That is super duper important. Have night out with your friends. Do not forget the person you were before becoming a mom. Truly invest in yourself. Forgive yourself as needed. And most importantly, don't forget to take out some time for you. And so when we talk about the concept of mindfulness, I define it as paying attention to the right here, right now with kindness and curiosity and without judgment. We want to make sure that we do not engage in judging ourselves, especially when our kids turn to us for something and we don't have the know-how on how to help them or when they're sick and we don't know what to do or how to help them feel better. It's painful to see our kids going through something, especially when we can't fix a problem with the wave of a magic wand. It's important to create a space, not only one where you can speak to your child if they're of speaking age, but also one that they know that you're always doing your very best and that sometimes that means that even at your best, You won't have all the answers because again, we're human. Sometimes we cannot solve all of their problems and sometimes we shouldn't solve all of their problems. And that doesn't mean that we fail as mothers or as parents. It means that we can support them emotionally. It means that we can be there to lend a shoulder to cry on. It means that we have to do more listening than we do speaking. Remember that doing your best goes a very long way. And when you don't have all these answers because you're not expected to have them, again, that's where you turn to communities like Amiga Moms for support. The other aspect of judgment that I wanted to mention is not judging others, not judging others for not having kids, not judging others for having one child, 
not judging others for having 10 children. Judgments are a natural human response. However, we want to make sure that we keep an open mind and that we are not jumping to conclusions, especially when it comes to how others may parent their kids, when it comes to why others are choosing not to have children. Maybe it's because of a medical reason, or maybe they just want to live their best lives and give back to their communities or to children in their lives that don't happen to be their own or to each other or live a life, you know, with religion. There's so many reasons why someone may not want to have their own child and they shouldn't be judged for it. Also, judging people for having just one child. As a mom of an only child, I often get asked, oh, you don't want any more? Well, my friends, it's not that I don't want any more. It's that my husband and I cannot have any more. And that brings up a lot of feelings for people when they perhaps may want more and cannot have them. So let's be mindful about the words that we use when speaking to others about having children, period, or about not having any more. And for some Having one child is truly a fulfillment, and that is okay too. They can give all they have to just that one child, and they shouldn't be expected to have any more just because society says that the perfect family, in quotes, is a mom, a dad, two and a half kids, and a dog with a white picket fence. That's not the perfect family. The perfect family is the one that you create that works for you. And lastly, judging people for having many, many, many children, like Nick Cannon is on 12 and counting. And for whatever the reasons that they choose to have that many children, let's remember to stay in our own lanes and instead of providing judgments, providing support to those who may need it. So as Mother's Day is approaching, it's time to celebrate all moms, no matter the journey or no matter what the parenting style looks like. It's time to spend time with loved ones, whether it's physically with them or keeping them in their hearts if they're no longer with you, and reflecting on the experience of motherhood. Understanding that sometimes motherhood doesn't carry a positive experience for everyone. Letting judgment leave that aspect as well. And again, instead, supporting people who need our support. This Mother's Day, I hope that you are able to celebrate with those people important to you and that we're able to celebrate it by embracing those we love and by being the best versions of ourselves. I now invite you to join me on this short guided meditation. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, I invite you to think of the person who filled the mom role for you. Maybe it is your biological mother, maybe a stepmom, an aunt, a godmother, a close friend, a teacher, any person who filled those shoes who taught you important lessons and maybe more. Whether that person is here present on this earth or in your heart and spirit, send some kind wishes to them. After this podcast, you can choose to 
pick up the phone and call or have a conversation with them just in your thoughts. Or you can think of these kind wishes to them of things you wish you could say and perhaps you're not able to and think of all they've meant to you. As always, it is my pleasure. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free to Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.